I have to be. You know what I mean? Because I was fucking, I was coaching my niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was coaching, I was screaming and shit. You guys know that I coach, so, you know, it's not a big thing. I think that's, I was talking with somebody, and they were saying that I raised the expectation of what it means to be a black American. Like, a lot of the excuses that my tribe uses in this country, I just make it sound stupid. I make other people say, hey, Simba said this, and you know what I mean? Like, I just raise the bar. All the things that I do within a day from shooting me against the world and then the podcast and coaching and being a supportive, nurturing father and husband um, and a community member. You, know, you guys know that I work in, you know, it's not as um, um, it's not as consistent as it was when I was teaching DOS, but I still, you know, I'm teaching kids through coaching. That's what a coach does, especially when you coach kids. You know, you're not just teaching them the X's and the O's of basketball. You're you're showing them about this thing called life and how to grow into being man uh, into being young men, and then um, eventually older men. And you're instilling some sort of a value system. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy coaching because not only do I teach basketball, but I teach ways of life, and I almost try to interconnect the two. I make sure that how life flows, I try to teach that in the game of basketball. That way it all coincides and makes sense. How's everybody doing out there? Simba Ali. (laughs) We're going, we're rocking and rolling. The North Star Podcast. Yes, um, to all my listeners out there, uh, truckers, please be safe. This is early in the morning. I know you're just getting your coffee and you're getting on the road. So I'd like to give a shout out to all my truckers out there on the West Coast, my truckers in the Midwest, my truckers down South and in the East Coast. And any other fucking trucker, and I'm, let's not stay, you know, trucking is a hard fucking job, man. Some dangerous, crazy, hard shit. When I see, anytime I see a trucker um, on the side of the road, it reminds me that's that's not a job that I want to do. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm fine with my cargo van, and I'm fine doing what it is that I do. But uh, thank you to everybody that's joining to the, or coming into the North Star Podcast. If you're a new listener, be ready to hear some crazy shit. <laughs> like I said, I'm one of the only people that talk the way that I do. I do say that like I said a lot. I'm going to try to stop saying that. To my listeners out there, thank you again for coming in. It's a Monday. You know, oh, fuck, right? Fuck, Monday. I think the Monday should be like an extension. We need the Monday to be connected to the weekend. The weekend should go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then we should go to work Tuesday. But we got to start doing something about this, people. I see the nurses out striking. What the fuck are you guys striking out? We need to strike because we want Monday done with. I hate fucking Mondays. It's just dreaded. Tuesdays is when the week should start. <laughs> How's everybody out there doing? Uh, make sure that you've tuned in to Me Against the World. Yes, this content is going to be coming in in overdrive now. Um, it is official, and I've said this plenty of times, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to stick to this. Is everybody ready? Sit down. Everybody grab a seat. You know, get, your, get your weed rolled up. You know, get your, get your whatever you need. Is anybody smoking weed this early in the morning? I know I am, goddammit. <laughs> Who, who's up smoking weed this early in the morning? All right, I don't want anybody drinking this early. Drinking is something for a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, midday. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, um, the North Star podcast from this point forward, from this point forward, will be locked in 
to a weekly podcast. Um, I think that I'm going to nail down the day to being Monday. I was Mr. Mondays, and I think I'm going to go back to being Mr. Mondays. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't come in sporadically if something happens, and it's like, oh, my God, I just got to do an episode, but I'm going to lock myself in um, to Mondays. And I just really want to be consistent with this podcast. I feel that I have something good here and I just want to get more people. And I understand the way to get people is consistency. You know, um, I did an episode called Stop Signs and Masterpieces where I was saying the exclusivity of my podcast is what kind of makes it special. But I also realized that I, um, in a game that I'm playing supply and demand. And I'm missing out on a lot of customers only coming out on the block with my work once in a while, even though I got the best work and I can come out and just, you know, get five keys off in a fucking day. It's like, why not get more keys? Why not have more keys? Why not be out there more days? And it's all in the purpose of like really turning this podcast into something that I can do for a, for like work. Um, I'm kind of on that brinking point where I'm feeling it and I see the potential of turning it into that before I really didn't see that. But now um, I really should give classes on this shit like this podcast and should I I should give classes. I think I will eventually, but um, I'm to the point now where I can see some growth, making some money from this uh, podcasting endeavor and I'm talented doing it. So I'm really going to lock in these Mondays and commit to every Monday. You can pretty much guarantee the North Star podcast will be uploading a new episode. So if you like the content, make sure you share it with people who you know that like podcasts or people that you know that like kind of racy shit. Anybody that likes a Quentin Tarantino movie. Okay. I'm not even keep if you know somebody that likes Quentin Tarantino, you know, somebody that likes Eddie Murphy raw, you know, somebody that likes, you know, the racy shit, the, 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 the edgy shit, the spicy shit. Tell them about the North Star Podcast. I wouldn't recommend it to your grandma who goes to church, your mother who attends, you know, weekly meetings with, you know, don't tell them, but you know the person that likes that that controversial shit, that edgy shit. Make sure you share it. So I'm putting together a whole plan to grow this podcast into something where um, I can do it for work because I can see it. I didn't see it before. Fuck no, I can't. I got to always do something else. But it's like, no, fam, if you... If, re, if you stay consistent <clears throat> and you can get new listeners and you can kind of grow this, you don't have to go to work. This can be your job when you upload a podcast. Yeah. Fam. And if you do it at a consistent rate, that's the thing. You can't upload a podcast once a month. <laughs> Joe Rogan doesn't even do that. That's what I had to sit back and look back. I'm like, well, who's your competition, fam? You're out, you're in competition with DJ academics and Joe button and Joe Rogan. And yeah, all these guys are out here putting out content. They don't do it once a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got to be you got to be as strong or as vigorous or as um, competitive as your competition. I was talking with my son about that today, raising the level of competition up. So I got to do it myself. So, yeah, every Monday, the North Star podcast will be uploading. Um, so do whatever you got to do to get the notification. So, you know, that when that Monday comes around and, I'm, and I guess that's going to make Mondays better. Right. Having to hang out with Simbali and um, <laughs> let's go through our, our list, our plethora our plethora of things that America has decided to put before us in the last five days. This is going to be fun. It makes the Monday easier, doesn't it? Kind of you look up, you go through about a good hour, hour and a half, if I'm really rocking and rolling, of Simba Ali, and your fucking day has gotten that shorter. We're, we're closer to Tuesdays. 
Um, what's going on in, in the world? I say that a lot. I'm never going to stop saying that. I got to clear my throat too. <clears throat> I haven't smoked any. What, what are we smoking today? What is everybody out there? Open up the comment section right here. We're going to get the comment section opened up. Let me know what you guys are doing to, today. Do, 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 do. What's going on in the world? Free Shaka Zulu. You goddamn right. Free Shaka Zulu. Ah. <laughs> Fucking Shaka Zulu, man. This is crazy. Now, this this all happened outside of a nightclub where Shaka Zulu had gotten to an altercation with a, a few gentlemen. And as I said in my previous podcast, this gang mentality that we have where we don't let people have one-on-one conversations or even um, debates. You know, sometimes two guys can really work something out if you just leave them the fuck alone. It's the... The, the no good motherfucker standing around with no life, no purpose, no goals, no ambitions, no drive, no talents. Their only talent is to start shit. And, and they usually escalate situations. If you can get the two um, people with a problem to have a conversation, it usually can get quelled. Because nine times out of ten, they don't want to fight. Most people don't want to fight. So anyway, Shaka's outside of a nightclub, gets into an altercation with a few gentlemen not really sure about what this is leading up to. I know that something happened um, with Shaka Zulu. I think it was at a football game, if I'm not mistaken. This is all just coming off freestyling here, guys. I, I think something happened where Shaka Zulu got into an altercation at a football game or something, some previous thing. And this is kind of stemming over from that. But uh, these gentlemen approach Shaka Zulu, and um, you can see that they come around the vehicle. They're like five deep. And it's a it's a jumping. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna do. They're gonna jump. Um, a person who is only by himself. So I think one of the guys punches Shaka Zulu. The other guys come and try to jump him. Shaka Zulu ups his gun. He's a legal licensed firearm carrier. Feel me? Feel me? You feel me? And he does what he's supposed to do. So um, and I do think that somebody lost their life. Um, it it wasn't one of the guys who was trying to hurt Shaka it was another bystander I think was struck with a bullet and end up losing his life so um yeah this is a horrible horrible fucking situation but it all and and actually this isn't my idea I was listening to WAC 100 we're uh, speaking of WAC 100 god damn it WAC god damn it WAC big you shit Big U, man. I can't say Wack 100's name without this. Big U wrote this song. If you didn't pay attention, Big U fucking killed the internet on YouTube when he dropped this fucking song, and it goes a little something like this. Wack 100, this for you, baby. Don't you cut with your jaws down. Why did I say Wack's name? I couldn't, I couldn't do it without saying it. Let's go. Don't get caught with your jaws down. Hey. We seen that picture, Wack. That was you. You tried to say it was Ben Rains, little brother. That was you, Wack. Come on. Don't get caught with your drawers down. Wack, that was you. Yeah, hunched over. Men, nigga, fuck thugs. Men ain't supposed to make that fucking position. Nigga, don't get caught with your drawers down. Fucking Big U. I didn't know you were able to write song. Big U wrote this. He sent it to me. And we rockin' and rollin', baby, on the North Star Podcast. Let's go. Oh my God, Wack 100, this nigga hunched over got his ass like, this nigga hunched over, I didn't see the picture, this is what they told me. Don't get caught with your drawers down. That nigga, fucking big you, what a fucking song. 
It's a great song. Don't get caught with your drawers down. <laughs> it's, it's the season. I gotta be, I gotta get to know Big U, man. I, I'm really sometimes I I have a tendency of being tough on Big U. I do. I do. I I just I feel like he could do not more like nigga. How you gonna tell somebody else what they can do? That nigga's doing a fucking lot. He's putting kids through college with football. He's doing a lot, nigga. Shut up. What you mean he can do more? I just feel he could be more of a voice when it comes to stopping the violence. But I'm not him. You know what I mean? I'm not him. Just like somebody else isn't me. Somebody else could look at me from the outside and say, I think Simba could say something a little different. Motherfucker, you're not me. You haven't been through my experience to talk about the things that I've talked that I talk about in the way that I talk about. them. So I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to start giving guys a break. You guys know how I feel about Wack. I think Wack is one of the most charismatic, intelligent people to come out of that gang world. Um, Big U is another one of those people. He's another charismatic. Now, this, to me, showed a different side. I like to see Big U cracking jokes. That's why, you know, and this is all funny games. You know, Wack, I know Wack might be mad at me if I run into Wack in Minnesota. He might want to, you know, shoot the fade with me. It's all good, Wack. Yeah, I'm talking about, I don't know how he can take jokes, but nigga, you're going to get these jokes, Wack. Nigga, like I said, I... I put you on my I put you on my um I put you on my post when you knock out white guys and when you do your when Wack does good shit, I put it up. Well, nigga, you got caught in a in a fetal position. You know what I'm talking about? You got caught, you got caught hunched over there, homeboy. Uh let me stop that shit right there. Yeah, damn, nigga. Don't get caught with your drawers down. I put that up on Instagram. Shout out to Big U. Um, he gave me the laugh emojis and laughed at it. See, I'm that's what I'm talking about, nigga. I'm a hilarious motherfucker if you guys fuck with me. But anyways. Um, I knew Big U was intelligent. I knew Big U was powerful. I knew Big U was influential, but I like to see the human side. You know what I mean? I like to know, like, is there a human in there? So when he cracks jokes like that and don't get caught with your drawers down, that's fucking hilarious. Nigga, that's just classic. So Big U is killing, uh, is killing YouTube right there. You can't even go anybody's, you can't go to anybody's YouTube page without them referring to that in some way. So yeah, good shit, Big U. But, um, I had to defend Big U. At the at a, at the um barbershop, niggas was like, "Big U got Nipsey killed. <laughs> Big U killed Nipsey." They didn't say he got Nip- Nipsey killed. They said he actually had something to do with killing Nipsey. I was like, "Wait a second now." Now we got to we can speak about certain things. Like I said, the fact that they didn't want to change Nipsey Hustle or they didn't want to change Slauson Ave to Nipsey Hustle Ave. I told you guys about that, but that was because Slauson means something. Nipsey don't mean shit, nigga. Nipsey don't mean shit. That's a rapper, nigga. <laughs> I was trying to tell you, nigga. Nipsey's a fucking rapper, nigga. That name Slauson, nigga. Niggas fought, died, and bled for that name. Nigga, you be damned if we change Slauson, nigga. Then what does that mean for the Slauson boys? That's what I was saying. So, like I say, sometimes I have a tendency of talking about certain things and people be like, you don't like Big You No, I... I <laughs> I tell you guys all the time, just because I like you doesn't mean I can't speak honest about you. If Jay-Z does something good, I got to say, man, Jay-Z, that was some good shit. When he does something that I don't like, I got to speak up about that. I don't hold this thing where I'm not, oh, I like you, so I'm not going to speak up about it. Now, if I know you personally, the way that I speak up about it will be very different than if I don't know you. That's all I can guarantee you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I know you, that's going to be taken into consideration, and I'll, I'll speak about it from that perspective. From that um, perspective, like I know this person, so I know his kids, I know his family, I have a relationship with him. So even though I'm going to speak on the issue with honesty, I have to handle the situation with care because of our relationship. If I don't know you and I'm never going to meet you, then I'm going to speak about it in a more crass and a more rough way. So when I was talking about um, uh, Big U and all the 
the sixties, basically didn't not wanting to change Slauson to Nipsey Hustle Ave. I was just being honest. Like that's the Slauson boys fam. They got a history there. So anyways, but yeah, I think sometimes people like they try to run with things like, Oh man, big, you got Nipsey Hustle killed. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, I'm not even gonna lie. When it first happened and things started to swirl, it crossed my mind. But as time went on and you, you know, you start paying attention to the details. And if you're paying attention to what's going on with court and just life and what's going on with um, how life has moved since the situation and since we lost Nipsey Hussle, um, I've come to the conclusion that Big U had nothing to do with his murder. He just didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that. And I think that's what people are mad at Big U about. You know what I mean? They want him to give a fuck. Nipsey got killed. You should give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And Big U's like, I don't give a fuck. Not only one, he, me and him wasn't that close when the nigga died. And two, he's a rapper, nigga. See, that's, that's, see, this is where reality and Hollywood intertwine and it, and they get lost in the, in, in the inter, in the intersection. When reality and Hollywood intertwine, people get lost in the intersection. And they think that somebody like Big U, or they think that people in the mafia, like the Italian mafia are supposed to care about celebrities the way that we do, right? They think that they view them the way that we do, not understanding the life that they lived, the life Big U lived. Nigga, please. These niggas are jokes to me. There's something to you, but Big U doesn't view celebrities in the same light that we do as the people that buy their music and listen to them on a day-to-day basis, so... Yeah, when I when um Nipsey passed, I think that people really wanted Big U. And he did. He shouted him out. Big U shouted him out and gave him props and everything. But I think that's more the the feel that we got. Like Big U don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? He don't really give a fuck. And so that kind of unfolded into him having something to do with it and all these other kind of accusations. But no, I don't think Big U had anything to do with Nipsey Hussle's murder. I think he just didn't give a fuck. Like we wasn't that tight when the nigga passed. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. I hate to see a you know, black man go, but nigga, you know what I mean? The people that I care about, nigga, are different. I care about who Big U cares about and who Big U values are different. Now, it's not rappers. It's definitely not no young niggas, no little niggas that ain't even, I value the OG niggas. I, Big U has a different value system. You know what I mean? You would have to go above, like, how he talks about, who did he lose? I think it was his homeboy Stone. Like, these are the people that hurt my heart in, Oh my God, Stone, you know what I'm saying? Like these, those people that come from that generation. You can't bring me nobody younger than me and talk about I'm supposed to be falling out, out of my chair like the game. I'm not going to, Big U said, I'm not going to do what the game did. I'm not going to ride around the world. Oh, they got it, man. They got it. Nah, nigga, you know, fucked up. But hey, nigga, I didn't see some shit, nigga. Do you know what I've seen in the shoe, nigga? See, that's what I'm saying. A lot of you niggas never been to the shoe program, nigga. You heard Denzel Washington, the shoe program, nigga. So when you've seen things like Big U and when you've seen things like Sammy the Bull Gravano and you see things like these mafia niggas and you see things like these gangster niggas, they've witnessed different things. That's all. So who they value and how they value them is different than somebody that's never been through that. You've only seen a certain thing. So, yeah, you go to work every day. You play sports every day. You live a good life, and that's good. Let's not try to knock it. That's a great fucking thing. But come on, your value system is a little bit skewed. Or different, not skewed. It's not. It's just different. It's somebody like Big U or somebody that comes from that fucking world. Feel me? So, yeah. Um, but it did get. I think that that's what uh, Wack One Hundred was talking about. 
is about Big U being an agent. That was the big talk, wasn't it? Um, Big U being an agent and all these different things. How did I think we kind of trailed. What were we originally talking about? Are we talking about Shaka? Let's get back to Shaka. I said something about Whack 100, then all of a sudden I said, oh, don't get caught with your drug. God, I can't say it. Now, Whack 100, shit. Damn, Whack. Oh, shit. Uh, don't get caught with your drawers down. Hey, all right, come on. Let's get, anyway, let's get back to Shaka Zulu. Okay, Shaka Zulu. So, Shaka, like I said, yes, five men approach Shaka Zulu in defense of his own life and his own safety. He fires shots. Um, striking an innocent bystander. That person loses his life. Shaka's in jail now. I think he's being tried for um, murder. And it's just real, real ugly. It's it's just a, a ugly situation. Now, what I think, and oh, that's how, because Whack 100 said it. Um, Whack 100, goddamn. Whack shit. What a position. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. You got to put some, you got to put some boxers on. Something to tank top, nigga. Something, nigga. Damn, this nigga just sitting on the bed, ass naked, greased up, looking on the phone, talking reckless on Clubhouse. Come on, whack. Shit. Don't get caught with your drawers down. All right. Um, no, like Wack said, I think the best thing or the most. What, what did Wack say? He didn't say this would happen. This is something that he said could happen. That's what Wack said. He said this could happen. What could happen is because those guys um, approached Shaka and put his life in danger, the judge and the courts could say, hey, guys, this situation wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you five thugs, you five fucking rabble rousers okay you five rabble rousers approach shaka shaka didn't have anything he didn't have plans he just to fuck with you guys today if shaka wanted to go home shaka didn't have not shaka did not have plans of shooting an innocent bystander that day no he had a legal license to carry a gun it's legal to protect himself and to protect his family right you two fucking villains rabble rousing thugs not against rappers we're not against thugs but we are against you thugs. You motherfuckers, you fucking with Shaka. You guys caused this incident. What Wax said is that the body could be charged on the people who are, who um, assaulted Shaka. And I think that should happen. I would like that to be like a new law. This is serious, people. I think that we should do anything and everything that we can to get this passed as a law. Where if more than one person um assaults or attacks another person and whatever that other person does in defense of his own life if he kills somebody if he damages property whatever may happen shoots a dog i don't give a fuck what he does whatever happens because this person minding his business had to defend himself against these attackers i think that they should be charged whoever survived should be a, should be charged with the damage to property and the loss of life for any kind of um, criminal charges that come from the altercation. I believe that. That'll deter people from jumping. This whole jump thing, what, what a cowardly thing. You got five guys, you see one, you want to jump them. I think we just seen somebody else get jumped. Who was that? Some kind of, um, what was it, a DJ? Was it a DJ? I don't think it was a DJ. Producer, might have been a video guy, got jumped in a club. It was ugly. They was hitting with bottles and shit. Security had to get him on out of there. What is this thing with jumping? That's what I mean, man. Gang culture. That's we got a lot of problems that we gotta not we. <laughs> you guys, you fucking gang people gotta got a lot of problems before you try to make it honorable. That's my point. There was a time when there was a code 
But damn, that shit is so long past. And to keep referring to this current um, version of criminals with the same code that we referred to the people in the 70s, the 60s, and prior, like, yeah, the code, the game, the code, the honor, there is none of that, man. Fuck you mean. It's only evil. There's only evil. Death and destruction. And for us to try to promote anything else is crazy. So anyway, yeah, Shaka, um, free Shaka Zulu. I'm going to keep saying that. Free Shaka Zulu. And please charge the men that assaulted and attacked him with the, the um, crime. Charge them with the murder. Charge those with the murder. I think that needs to be, that would be a beautiful law to pass in America. That would stop that. So you mean to tell me you guys automatically know we jump this dude, whatever he does. So we're going about our day. Here are six of us. We see somebody that said something on the internet. Oh, there he goes right there on the internet, on Instagram. He said, fuck, he said, fuck King Von, right? Or he said, fuck Nipsey Hussle. Man, he said, fuck DMX. Man, he said, fuck George Floyd. There he goes right there. He's by himself. This is what we like. Now, a warrior, in the warrior days, when a warrior would see another warrior by himself, if he had his troops with him, he would never do anything. Hey, man, he'd give him the head nod. <laughs> How you doing? Safe passage. Nobody bother him. You know, we're outnumbering him. This isn't a fight. We want to fight. We want to challenge. So a warrior would give the next warrior the head nod, and we'll see you on the battlefield. But now you got these cowards that will really be six, seven deep and see one person. There he is. He said on the Internet, fuck us. We're going to catch him and pack him out. Is that the new thing? Pack him out. I think that if you choose to pack somebody out. And that motherfucker pulls out a Thompson submachine gun. And clears the whole place out. Whatever happened because of that should be charged. To the attackers, the assailants. Yes. That's how it should go. This nigga had to pull his legal if he has a legal gun, now you pull out an unlicensed firearm, then you got to deal with you got to deal with the trouble. But if you're legal, you got your concealed to carry, you got your license to carry, everything's legal, and you got to clear out the whole motherfucking parking lot, and you end up a couple of motherfuckers have to die because of it. That body should be charged. That body should be charged to the people who chose to attack you. Actually, um, there is something, and I would like to talk to all my licensed firearm owners out there. Do you guys have that insurance? I think it's like USMC, USSMC, something like that. I got to look it up. But do you guys have that, that insurance that basically is like a million dollars worth of insurance? It gives you a legal team. It gives everything. It covers you. It covers your ass if you ever have to have to discharge your firearm. Yeah, you guys got to make sure you have it. I'll put the link into the um, bio when I upload this for all my. Uh, that's a that's something. Now I remember them saying that in my class when I t when I got my um, license to carry my legal firearms, and I remember when when he was explaining that I was like, wow, it it didn't dawn on me. You know what I mean? If something does happen and I have to engage, and I have to pull my firearm in order to save my own life and secure the life of my family, what are the repercussions? Of when I fire this thing. How do they know that I was being, you know, how am I covered? I mean, can, and am, I, am I automatically on the side of the law? Does the law automatically just say, hey, you, you're good. You know, no, that's not how it happens. That's not how it happens. They're actually looking to lock you up. If you have to discharge your weapon, just know they're looking to lock you up. Unless you have this kind of insurance. God, I want to I look it up so bad right now, but um, 
like I said, I'll put the link in the in the description for everybody out there. But yes, there's and I hope that Shaka is one of these um is a member of one of these kind of clubs here because if he is, then they're definitely gonna go through the um proper procedures to show that these guys were out of pocket and that the situation was totally their fault and should be um placed at their doorstep. Free Shaka Zulu. All right, uh, what else is going on in the world there, guys? Uh, did you guys hear Charlemagne and Fat Joe say this fucking the hardest job is being a rapper? Did you guys hear this? That's what's going on. People are, I'm just to the point now where I'm tired of letting the old sayings go. That's just my point. I hate when the old saying, I'm like, wait, nigga, that, you got to be kidding me. Let's hear Fat Joe. Let's hear what they got to say. Where is he at? There we go. Come on. I don't hear you. everything works now what's going on i got you guys oh i got you paused that's right let's let's rewind this let's get this back here so in your opinion what's the best way for rappers to still stay in the hood after becoming successful without getting harmed right now you need security okay okay it's the bottom line and legit security not your man to hold a hammer so you be on cnn rappers what he means is you need white people okay let's just keep it a beam is saying is you need white people professionals you need white people that are trained and cleared in the arts of taking down dread-headed niggas i'm gonna keep it a beam with you that's what he's trying to say he's trying he's gonna say it different than me i'm saying a little bit rougher but that's what fat joe's saying no more black people as security your security team should be white people white people straight out of the military or secret service licensed to lay a motherfucker down. The endangered species. We getting hit up uh, by the police, hit up by the fat. We're not, no, rappers are not an endangered species, Fat Joe. See, here we go. Now we're putting bad dope on the street. I don't like putting bad dope on the street. Who's responsible when people overdose? Yeah, when everybody overdoses from this bad dope, then who takes blame? No, I'm not going to let you put bad dope on the street, Fat Joe. Endangered species are the polar bears. Yeah, the endangered species are the polar bears. The, um... The Asiatic white-tailed tiger. The Asiatic white-tailed tiger is an endangered species. The blue-gilled mollusk that swims in a certain kind of climate off the coast of Poly Polynesia. That is an endangered species. A fucking rapper named Sauce Waka Flocka Flame is not a goddamn <laughs> Injured species is something we need. We don't want it to mess up the balance of the world if it's gone. That's an endangered species. There are certain things that we don't care that if they go, fuck mosquitoes. You'll never hear about mosquitoes, no matter how many there are or not. You'll never hear us saying, oh, mosquitoes are endangered species. You know why? Because if they all die, so the fuck what? And rappers are the same. Now, there was a time when rappers were important. Yeah, there was a time when we had Tupac's and we had great rappers that had plans of trying to use hip-hop as a way of helping their community. And they, they were connected. They, had, they wore red, black, and green Africa patches, even though they weren't from Africa. Fuck it. It just felt right. felt tribal. And they wanted to be black, and they wanted to do things for their communities. And these same fucking corporations that are around now, 
Same corporations that are around now, they didn't cut these niggas any checks. No, 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 no. They said that their record should be pulled off the shelf. You guys act like it changed. Like, see, Dolores Tucker represents something that wasn't around now. Come on now, guys. This is called conservatism. You know what I mean? This is called conservatism. They just disguised it. They just flipped it. They took off their conservative hats and put them on liberal ways. That's all. A lot of these people, and that's why there's a big shift in politics right now. Because a lot of the Republicans are looking across the table like, hey, man, you guys were, <laughs> you, guys were you guys were Republicans. Now you didn't switch. Now you motherfuckers has got these Democratic kind of agendas. But anyway, staying on point. Let's go, Fat Joe. And we're getting hit up by our own for being in our hood trying to show love. So it's so. Ah, uh, for being in the hood trying to show off, nigga. Don't say show love. See, there goes that nigga shit. We get hit up by the police. What police is fucking with y'all, nigga? Police want to fuck with criminals. Only way they fuck with rappers is if you guys are also involved in criminal shit. That's it. Shout out to YSL, Free Young Thug. Yeah, Free fucking uh, Casanova. Yeah, Free all. Nigga, if you're involved in gang shit, <laughs> Free Young Gunner. If you're a rapper and you're involved in gang shit, then yeah, we're going to get you. What you think? Because we're the police and you're a rapper. That Oh, yeah, he's selling kilos and killing people, but we can't fuck with him because he's a nigga, please. We're going to get you too. But we're not fucking with rappers out here spitting hot 16s. Ask Wiz Khalifa when's the last time he's got fucked with by a rapper. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Tribe Called Quest rappers and Boogie Mo A lot of the New York rappers didn't get fucked with by the police. Nigga, get the fuck out of here, man. You guys, are you guys high? What don't say, don't talk like that, Fat Joe. Are you high? Are you high or something, man? Dangerous to be a rapper these days. It's the hardest job out there right now. They try uh, put you in jail or these your own people trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. I can't let that go. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Nigga, Fat Joe said being a rapper is the hardest job. The hardest job, hard. Oh, he said dangerous. Thank you. He said dangerous. Being a rapper is the most dangerous job. I'm not even going to let that fly. Dangerous? I don't think rappers that dangerous. What do you do? What do you do? You spend all your time in Calabasas. Ooh. Oh, Calabasas. You spend all your time in these, these secluded, gated communities. You say it all the time. If you listen to the rappers, I'm in a gated community. I got a gate. My house got a gate. I got a lake. I got a fish and my bitch got a wish. Come on. So you guys obviously don't have all that in the hood or we would see it. When we go through the hood, we would say, hey, look at all this nice real estate that's being bought. So we know you guys aren't buying this real estate in the hood, right? All these mansions and shit you buy. So you stay out. You stay way, 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 way out in the suburbs. Way out. And then you want to rap about gang shit. That's what I don't understand. So you stay out in the suburbs and you want to rap about gang shit. That's where you guys bring the danger to your own front doorstep. But other than that, no, it's not a dangerous job. What do you do? You're out in Calabasas. You're fucking hoes off Melrose. You're fucking hoes off Melrose. You're doing cocaine off of strippers booties. Yeah, you're doing cocaine off strippers booties. You got white people showing up with bags of money. Here, take this. Keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're, you're involved in all kind of sponsorship things that you have no idea what the agenda of these corporations. <laughs> Do this and you're promoting all these brands. You don't have any idea what the agenda is of these labels and these corporations and these companies that you're promoting and these brands and these websites and these apps. You don't care. 
You're just out for a quick buck. So where does it get hard at? In the studio? It can't be. No, it can't be getting hard because you guys don't come out with lyrics anymore, nigga. Nostradamus, Scamalit, knowing I rep, flowing, I'm set. I got the chips to make a lotus, my whip. Gold on my neck was once a code of respect for high rollers and vets. Now it's loads of briguettes, prefer a Mac 10 over a tech. No matter sober or wet, I smack, soldier cadet. Trees, I mind to jack my high backs. Famous phrase, nigga, like that. Hoes, you fuck, ask you where your ice at. Nah, y'all ain't dropping fucking shit like that no more, man. That's not. Nice. Shout out to Nas. But y'all, you guys aren't spending hours and hours crafting lyrical wordplay. What is hard about it? I'm waiting, Fat Joe. I'm patiently waiting for you to tell me what's hard. I'm sorry, dangerous. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep getting on hard. We're going to stay on dangerous. He said it's the most dangerous job. How? When does rap become dangerous until you guys start rapping about gang and criminal shit? If you don't do that, is it still dangerous? Is it still dangerous if you don't put your jewelry on and shine in the face of wolves when you know that you were once a poor wolf coming from that community? So is being rapper is being a rapper dangerous if I don't put on gold, if I don't shine and if I just get money and help? (laughs) How about that? Really help instead of taking two hundred thousand and throwing it in the strip club, invest in that in some kind of real estate project with other people. That also would go in a strip club and throw $200,000 in a trash bag in the air on a bitch's booty. So I think that is what makes danger. What makes being a rapper dangerous is the fact that you perpetuate criminality. You perpetuate gang behavior, gang violence, and then it comes back to you. But you would know this if you were connected to your ancestors. Malcolm X said it. Chickens coming home to roost. Now, see what the bad part about this current version of black people is we think that white people are under some kind of um, judgment just because they're white. We don't understand that it was the deeds that they did. It was not just because they were white. We think that white people are damned. They're just cursed because they're white. No, it's the bad things that they did that gave them the term white devil. Before white people start doing devilish shit, we weren't, uh, white people weren't referred to as white devils. We didn't refer to them as white devils. There's a book called Before Color Prejudice. You guys should all check it out. A book called Before Color Prejudice. Yeah, it wasn't, once they start doing devilish act, then we start calling them, man, you fucking white devil because of what you're doing. So it's funny that Malcolm X would tell white people, hey, white people, you think you can kill niggas? You think you can murder us? You think you can have us pick cotton? You think you can rape us? You think you can hang us over bridges and rip our nuts off? You think you can rape our children, bomb our churches? You think that you can murder our leaders? You think that you can do all these horrific things to us and no violence? That same violence that you're unleashing on us is going to visit you. If you let a dog just bite, 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 he's going to bite you one day. It happens. So for rappers to be out here talking about, I'm killing you, fuck you, I'm fucking your baby mama, and I'm smoking on your homeboy that we killed, caught him lacking, and we're going to smoke him. We're going to smoke on a fresh pack of his fucking dead body. And fuck you niggas on the west side. We from the east side. You think you're going to put that kind of energy out to the world in something as powerful as voice frequency and vibrations? 
that is now being called hip hop and being called music, you think you can put that out there and that not that not bounce back and come back to you? That's crazy. Malcolm X told white people, hey, chickens coming home to roost. So when I see rappers and Fat Joe say being a rapper is dangerous, I say, uh-uh, it's chickens coming home to roost. You know what happened when LL rapped? I need love. What did LL? He tried to, I'm bad. He tried to do the hard shit, nigga. Nigga got hit with a couple bottles at the tunnel. Then nigga switched it up, nigga. I need love, nigga. Round away, girl. Yeah. And that's what starts showing up at his show. Bitches start showing up at his show. And they have their titties out with pins saying, LL, sign these. Real good switch from I'm bad. You say I'm bad. Now you got a bunch of thug niggas want to prove, are you bad? They want to see if you're bad. No, I'm not bad. I need love. Round the way, girl. Yeah, man, I'm on to this, man. You get what you get. Wiz Khalifa raps about smoking weed and hippie shit. So what kind of people come to Wiz Khalifa's show? You think Wiz Khalifa thinks being rappers dangerous? No, it's not dangerous. He doesn't get shot at and shit. He doesn't even get bothered. It's a bunch of white guys, stoners. They're too fucking high to do any quick mov- movements. They're too stoned. You get what you rap about. Now, if you got these niggas like fucking, what's the nigga's name out there? Them Detroit niggas, ESTG. Them niggas in Detroit is fucking dangerous, man, up there. Nigga, Lil Grizzly. What's the nigga's name, Lil Grizzly? You get these dangerous niggas talking about murdering niggas. Nigga, you talking about demonic evil shit. And you think that who's going to come to your show? think the bitches you're gonna, gonna come to your show no the devil the motherfucker the devil's gonna come to your show and not only to your show he's gonna follow you around everywhere you go because that's the energy that you put out you put out a demonic evil devil energy so that's gonna follow you why you think kanye west can be so fucking stupid out here this nigga's on tv looking like a fucking painter <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, kanye on tv looking like a fucking painter nigga this nigga why isn't hey honey why is the guy we paid to paint the fucking garage on tv talking right now <laughs> nigga kanye got on tv looking like a fucking craftsman painter nigga yeah, fucking kanye you tripping yeah but stop saying that guys no being a rapper is not a dangerous job it's very very easy being a marine is dangerous yeah being a marine that's a dangerous job going to the military is dangerous being a police officer an fbi agent that's dangerous being the guy that has to go underneath the ocean and get shit that's dangerous being the motherfucker that has to sky you know you know when you see the big skylines and the big buildings being built the empire state building and all them big tall buildings the guys that got to go build that shit way at the top that's dangerous motherfuckers that gotta yeah there's dangerous jobs out here where it's like nigga whoa that's dangerous the guy that got to test out the nuclear shit yeah the guys that got to go clean up after the nuclear bomb gets exploded he has a dangerous job. I just don't want to rob people who have real dangerous jobs of their right and give it to rappers. Niggas, shut up, you bitch-ass pussies. You don't have anything dangerous. Change your content. Change your content. Change your behavior. Just change a few things up, and you'll see. It won't be that bad, but you're attracting the lowest of the earth because you're rapping to the lowest of the fucking earth, and then you want to complain, so you want to rap about murdering and killing and shooting and dealing drugs and fucking this person's baby mama and and running off with the plug twice. You want to rap about all this shit. And then you think that it's roses. Oh, my show. Everybody should just come and love me. Shut up, nigga. You should be ready for what it is that you rap about. Nigga. Fuck you talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah, put different energy out there, guys. I swear to God. It'll 
You'll see it. You'll see it happen very fast. Fucking stop rapping about that. They kill me what they rap about. God damn, where's the where's the weed? We need more weed rapper, more more weed whackers. We need more weed rappers. Then all you niggas are so dangerous. See what Drake did? Drake switched it up, and even he fucks around too much for my liking. Why you always want to talk about spinning a block, nigga? You shot like I said, you shouldn't be spinning the block anyway unless you're lost. That's the only way Drake should be spinning the block is if he's playing Rubik's Cube. I'm a fan of that. Drake should never talk about spinning the block unless he's playing Rubik's Cube. Anyways. Yeah, stop saying that. Polar bears are endangered species. There's hard jobs out there. There's people that do very, very hard jobs. Fucking cliffhangers. There's guys that got to dig up shit. There's the dynamite guy. (laughs) The stuntman. You ever seen stuntman? That's a hard job. You ever see the stuntman? Look up the new Fast and Furious stunts. Look at some of these stuntmen guys. That's a hard, that's a dangerous job. Being a rapper is not dangerous. It's only dangerous because of the content and the, the energy that you're putting out, coming bounce, coming back to you, bouncing off your community, coming back to you in the form of a nigga with dreadlocks and an angry look, gold teeth, and 30 niggas in the opposite color. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that negative shit you're talking about is just coming back, bouncing off the black community, coming back to you in the form of a nigga with dreadlocks, gold teeth, reefer, smell of reefer madness. <laughs> And 30 guys in the opposite color, whatever your color is. Your color's blue, he's showing up in red. Your color's red, he's showing up in blue. So that's what we're, come on, change the content. That's why I say we got to get different. That's why I'm trying to change because I'm tired of this, guys. If we're going to put a cap on this violence within our hood, we got to change what it is that we rap about. And all we got to do is stop talking about the bodies. That's all it is. The fact that bodies and killing is taken so, such a high place in our, in our um, value system. What do we value? Bodies is up there. That's crazy. That's crazy in our community. How many bodies? Either way, how many bitches you fucked or how many people you killed? That's crazy. So, yeah. Uh, Do, do, do. What else? Tory Lanez versus August Alcina. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga August Alcina fucking played that nigga Tory Lanez, didn't he? That nigga played that nigga. Played that nigga, get that nigga. He looked at his hand like three different ways. He looked at that nigga's hands like three different angles. He looked at the front way. He looked at the back way. No, nah, I'm not giving him a. I'm not giving him a five on the black hand side. <laughs> that nigga looked at his wrist. He, damn nigga, that nigga Tory Lane's hand was out there for a minute, wasn't it, nigga? <laughs> the fucking security guard came and shook his hand. Hey man, I see you, Tory Lane. God damn, August Alcina. Then what did Tory Lane's do? This nigga runs and punches him. Nigga, what did you go? God damn, Tory Lane, you fucking little, you little. Got that little man complex, nigga. You shouldn't be shaking, sticking your hand out to shake a nigga's hand and you're not 100% sure it's going to, you know, reciprocate the feeling, nigga. That's what head nods is for, nigga. Nobody would have knew it if you just gave him a little cool head nod, Tori. Just give him the, oh, whatever, keep it moving. A couple niggas might have saw, but you see the nigga that's like, did you get that? <laughs> they couldn't do that if you just gave the little slick head nod. You sticking your arm out, nigga, like he about to take the nigga's jacket. I'm surprised the nigga didn't put his jacket on your motherfucking arm, nigga. <laughs> Hey, coat check boy. <laughs> this nigga's the coat check boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got mad in the motherfucker. Then he nigga chased August's ass down and punched him in his motherfucking shit. August, you bitch ass nigga. And then, uh, then August gave like 10 different reasons why. Hey, August, why didn't you shake Tory Lane's hand? Well, because what he said about Jada. No, actually, I didn't see the nigga. Well, man, I didn't. Nigga, just be honest, nigga. It was, it was the first one. It was A. 
<laughs> the nigga Tory Lanez said something about you and Jada, and you didn't like it, and fuck that nigga. Next time I see him, nigga, I'm going to let his hand sit out there till, the, till it gets cold. I'm going to let that nigga's arm hang out there till the motherfucker fall off. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, that shit was going on with these dudes. Now, I don't think anything's becoming of this, though, right? Like, Tory didn't do a diss track, did he? Did he do a Hunger Celestine diss track? You know, Tory loves to run to the studio and just tell the shit like with him and Megan Thee Stallion. Speaking of Megan Thee Stallion, God damn, Megan. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. Guess it came out that um, the baby was fucking the shit out of Meg- Megan Thee Stallion while she was fucking with Tory Lanez. That nigga, the baby's a motherfucker, ain't he? Had ass in the back of that thing and I was fucking her in the back of that thing. You know what that nigga's gonna say. Get it ass, been in that center, smacking smack it in the back of that thing. Grab that head, she love how I do it. You know what I'm saying? So it turns out that the baby was fucking Megan the Stallion the whole time that that nigga was with Tory the Lanes. God damn. He was fucking Megan the Stallion the whole time she was with Tory Lanes. And they got a song together. Tory Lanes and the baby got a song together. Like, nigga, did you, was you fucking when we did the, the song? <laughs> I guess that's why Megan was so mad when she, when um the baby ended up doing that song with Tory. Because she was like, nigga, we was fucking. Like, damn. That's crazy. Why anybody care who anybody's fucking? We all should know that everybody in Hollywood's fucking anybody, everybody, anyways, right? The baby's a wild nigga, though. Nigga, it's been a while. The baby's kind of been quiet, right? We haven't heard anything from the baby. He's kind of been on the hush house tip, and that nigga just comes jumping straight out the window. What the? I'm fucking the Megan the Stallion, and back in the days, I was grabbing her hair, and I just put my and I slapped on her booty, and then Tory Lanez called and said, "What you doing?" I said, "You little R&B nigga, you best go chill. You gonna kill yourself." <laughs> Yeah, nigga, I know Tori's like, damn. The baby? <laughs> Thought we were friends. We got a song together and everything. Ah, that shit's funny. Uh, what else is going on? These fucking political commercials that run on YouTube are getting a little bit out of hand, you guys. Come on now. Like, they're just vague and short. Like, explain. Fuck, these fucking... We have to stop Don Jacobson. If you vote for Don Jacobson... My baby could have died. Like, wait a second, ma'am. Explain that. You know, I think, what was that for abortion? Yes. Don Jacobson was going to say no to abortion. Had my baby been born, he would have slowly suffocated to death. I'd like an explanation. What's the disease called? Like, you can't just come out like that, man. Damn, this these political, it's ugly now. There's no effort. It's just all about mudslinging. It's not necessarily about building a candidate up. Remember in, in Malcolm X when he was like, you got the dirty water, and then if you pour clean water, just let them make their choice. People will naturally choose the clean water, right? They're not doing that. They're just all putting out the dirty water. Everything's dirty water. No clean water out there. No clean water candidates. It's a bad day to be electing somebody. Donald Trump's going down. The fucking president got all kind of shit going. It's just dirty water everywhere. Dirty water. Can we get a clean cup of water, please? I swear to God. <laughs> a clean water candidate i need some clean water candidates man all these dirty waters there's nobody to pick from but yeah these these fucking ads are just vague like they leave me on cliffhangers and shit like when she said that i'm waiting for her to say and the disease is called mesophilioma you know what i'm saying like don't vote for ron rogers he's gonna say no to abortion had my baby had had there been no abortion my baby would have had to been born and he would have slowly suffocated to death. Okay, tell me the name of this crazy, wicked disease. Then I won't vote for Ron Rogers. Because, yeah, what's this, this? Then she just leaves. Nah, I'm not going to go for that. You know what I'm saying? That's like, don't go in the safe 
don't go in the bank. There's a bomb in there. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me something other than that. I'm going in that fucking bank now because it make, you make me feel like there's money all on the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I said, clean water. We need some clean water candidates. Clean water candidates. Uh, future sales publishing. Oh, damn. Damn. Future soul publishing. What did that nigga get for that shit? That nigga got like 80 mil, 75 mil. Future get like 75 mil. That shit was a, that was a big deal, man. Congratulations to fucking Future, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Congratulations, Future. Take a shot. Yeah. Do they get the right to... Who's buying... I heard that it's like some Russian group. I heard it's like a Russian group that's disguised as a as a music entity, but they're Russian. Who the fuck's buying niggas publishing like that? That's kind of weird. Did they get um Codeine Crazy? If they didn't get Codeine Crazy, they're slipping. I don't give a fuck what songs you got. If you didn't get Codeine Crazy, you missed out, baby. That's like that's like not getting Purple Rain. That's like I got Prince's catalog. Did you get Purple Rain? No, nigga. Then what the fuck? What'd you get? Kiss? What? You, what songs did you get, nigga? The, the, the door? What? 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 You feel me? What song did you get, motherfucker? You gonna buy the Prince catalog? Did you get Purple Rain? No. What'd you get, nigga? Fucking sexy chocolate, motherfucker. <laughs> I got I got a door. Nigga, the extended version of what that nigga, nigga, what's it? Which one? I got Prince. And I got, I got Kiss. Nigga, you didn't get Purple Rain? You bought Prince's catalog and didn't get Purple fucking Rain. That's stupid. So whoever bought fucking Future's catalog, I hope you got coding crazy or you fucking missed out on the big one. You could have ran it past me. Simba, what song should I make sure you get Codeine fucking crazy? Codeine crazy. I personally think Codeine crazy should be in that. You know, there's a there's a reservoir of songs. Did you guys know that this there's a reservoir of songs that the world has compiled that if an alien ever does come in contact with humankind, that they want to play them these songs that will best reflect who we are. I think Codeine crazy should be in that goddamn thing. Okay, They got a bunch of songs in there like, you know. Um, what a wonderful world! What a wonderful world! I see skies in blue. Yeah, then that's a good thing. That'll that that's a good thing. I think these songs are beautiful. They got a bunch of songs. Bob Marley's. Um, they got a Bob Marley song. A few of them in there. But anyway, I think Coding Crazy should be in there. I think Coding Crazy is a great representation of where humanity is and has been since that song fucking dropped. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let's just have fun, guys. Ah, yeah, the baby fucked Megan Thee Stallion. God damn, gave her the long one, huh? God damn. But it has to be hard to be this new nigga, though, right? Megan Thee Stallion has that new nigga she's posting where he's playing video games and he's grabbing her ass. God, it has to be hard to have a any person that's been ran through the ringer. You know what I mean? If you got one of those people that's your mate and they've been just ran through the ringer, Tory fucked her, the baby fucked her, Migo fucked her, this person fucked her, everybody's fucked this bitch. And she's she's bad. Megan's a bad bitch now. But goddamn, she's fucked a lot of people. It's like it can't just be mine. Like, and if no bitch is just yours, right? Everybody's bitch and 
was somebody's bitch at one point. But I'm just saying, like, in the particular field, like, if I got a bitch, I don't, and I'm in the race car field, I don't want a bunch of race car niggas fucking my bitch. That's fine that she fucked a guy from Walmart before we met. She fucked a guy at Red Lobster. She met a guy, you know what I mean? Good night at Casamigos, and some guy got the pussy at um, the Nankin, okay? The Chinese place that says, sells the wonderful punches, the great wonder punches. Okay, my bitch, fuck some bitch from there. But if I'm in the race car field, I do not want to constantly wake up and hear about Jeff Gordon fucked your bitch. You know, Jeff Gordon fucked your bitch. You know, fucking Tony, all these, all the race car drivers. You guys know the race car drivers. Fucking my bitch every day. So that's more what it is. It's like, damn, Megan, why are all these niggas in your field fucking you all the time? Can't you just, you know what I mean? You, you fucking freakazoid. Did you guys see me on the Say No More podcast? God damn, I be killing shit, man. Shouts out to my nigga Wayne, man. Yeah, man, we 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 acted a goddamn motherfucking fool. How two niggas are supposed to? Me and Wayne represented what happened when two free niggas get a second. <laughs> you get two free. <laughs> me and Wayne. Shouts out to my nigga. We represent what happens if two free intellectual, free thinking, free fucking spirited, free niggas just get a second to just breathe. Man, some shit will happen. We talked about everything. We talked about my illustrious um, music starting being a pioneer of music here in Minnesota. Um, We got to talk about a few things. Native Americans being from Asia. We talked about a few things. I think I'm going to go on there. That'll probably be one of the podcasts that I frequent. Like I said, um, the next time I'm going to have him on my show, but on his show, I'm going to pull him on my show. We're going to put one in the air and have a good conversation. But I think that's going to be one of the things where we kind of pass the ball back and forth because we just got good good uh, chemistry. I've seen people saying that, like, man, y'all got to do more episodes. The chemistry was live, and it was. It was just real easy to talk to the brother. And that's just how it is sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You go to this, you be, be the new kid in the school, and you just meet that dude that's like, man, it's just easy to talk to you, bro. You know what I'm saying? He say what he feel, I say what I feel. Like the R. Kelly shit, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't, he wasn't going to go. He's like, nigga, I don't give a fuck what you say, Simba. Great argument, great points. Those are all valid and great points, Simba. He even stopped his man. I think his man tried to use one of my things. He's, nah, I'm not giving that to you. I'm not giving it to Simba. But it was nice how he used it, you know what I'm saying? That's what he said. He's like, I'm not letting Simba slide with that shit. But he used it pretty fresh, though. I'm not going to let you use it, though. It was great. We talked about R. Kelly pissing and fondling on the younger version of women it was just great it was just a great conversation we talked about white guys with beards it's <laughs> beware white guys with beards <laughs> i told him that back in the days that um white men came into africa with crosses and bag- bibles now they have beards and they're talking hip-hop to us <laughs> That's the beware white guys with beards uh what else is going on in the world yeah the baby the, ba- the baby that shit's crazy i like that album cover i think i might use that album cover for this i think that i might do that somehow kind of re Put a little spin on that fucking album cover. Uh, what else is going on in the world? DJ Academics calls old hip-hop pioneers Dusty and LL Ebro. And Michael Rappaport take offense. <laughs> Michael Rappaport? This nigga thinks he's a nigga so much, don't he? Michael Rappaport, you think he's a nigga, don't you? I swear to God, if you ask him, I swear. that That's why when he said that in that movie, what was it, Bamboozled? I'm blackening you all. Look at the fucking wall. Tell me who number picture number five is. Uh Uh-huh. That was some real shit, yo. If you've never seen Bamboozled, go get the Spike Lee movie Bamboozled. 
If you've never watched it, all my listeners out there, I know I got a few guys that's from my generation that know, but there's some young cats out there. If you need a good movie to watch, Spike Lee's movie, Bamboozled, funniest and good. It's that, it's that subtle. It's all the lesson that's underneath is so powerful. But the it's it's edutainment. It's edutainment. That's why I like the genre and the niche that I picked. Edutainment. It's beautiful. Because I like that form. I like when I watch something and I'm entertained, but there's a message under it. Dave Chappelle. Edutainment. The Dave Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Everything about the Dave Chappelle show was edutainment. You think you're laughing at this. You think this is funny, and it is. But it's the feeling you get after you're done laughing like wait a second wait a second just that that wait a second because nine, nine times out of ten laughter is not followed by a wait a second if you laugh from the pit of your stomach ha 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 you don't usually come back with a wait a second with thinking that's edutainment that's what i provide uh and oh yeah so let's let's get back to it. dj academics talking crazy about the old hip-hop heads this nigga and who else? Who's uh, Michael Rappaport? Oh, that's what I said. Go, guy. You guys should go watch the movie um, Bamboozled. It's one of those movies. It's a movie that I would classify as edutainment. You're gonna watch it, be entertained, but then you're gonna have that underneath message. Like, wait a second, man, that's some dark shit. But uh, anyway, DJ Academics says, "All you dusty ass rapping niggas, you dusty hip to the hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip, hip hoppy, you don't stop, you." Fucking old Melly Mel message ass. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. Niggas just don't care. Yeah, DJ Academic said, fuck you, niggas. Shut the fuck up. You niggas never told or taught or created any fucking thing except your own wealth. And you niggas are still fucking broke. Yeah, DJ Academics was talking that shit on these old ass fucking dusty rappers. Yeah, you dusty niggas still trying to go and do shows and... LL, you still cutting off your face hair like you're young. Let your fucking beard grow and be a grown man. You still rap running around here with that fucking baseball hat on like you're fucking young. That's what DJ Academic said. He got on all of you fucking hipty hopty hipties. You backpack hot 16 lyrical miracle miracle whip spitting ass niggas. You never taught nobody anything. Yeah, you guys continue to sign the same fucked up uh, draconian fucked up old ass good old boy deals that your fucking forefathers signed when they were doing blues you stupid black motherfucker this is what academics is saying we see we can get mad but we gotta stop getting mad when the immigrant teaches our negro ass a lesson on how we've been fucking up in this country see that's the, the relationship where we go wrong the immigrant tells us hey nigga you doing it wrong and we take offense to it instead of saying Really? How? What's a different way of doing it? Yeah, see, academic, he comes from St. Lucia. Yeah, not from Jamaica. Don't ever, somebody said he's Jamaican. No, Black's not Jamaican. That nigga comes from a resort. He was born on a resort. The place where you go when you visit, you know, the hotel, he was born in a hotel resort. Academics was born in St. Lucia in a hotel resort. He was not born any place where anybody had any bad feelings. No anger. It was all flowers, goats, and curry goat milk, and cornbread, and muffins and shit, porridge, Bob Marley playing. So he, but still, he's an immigrant, and he gets to come into America with these eyes. And when he comes into America and he sees this fucking art form known as hip-hop, 
You niggas been signing these fucked up deals to these white boys forever? Not one? I mean, come on, man. How many niggas does it take to screw in a goddamn light bulb? How many rappers and entertainers got to come before you guys come together and make some kind of label of your own? That's what I don't understand. How does James Brown all the way to fucking Tupac keep signing these crazy ass deals? That's a big, long nobody. And you guys don't tell the next generation. Beware. Don't sign to them. You let the next little guy come in and sign to them and get his asshole reamed out. The fuck you guys doing? Then you guys want to run around 20 years later on your fucking honor award shows and everybody wants to play your old ass music and shit and try to act like you guys are some fucking pioneers. No, you guys aren't pioneers. That's what academics is saying. You guys aren't pioneers. That's what Ak is saying. He's saying you guys are not pioneers. Pioneers create. Pioneers change the game. You know who's a pioneer? Fucking um, uh, Tyler Perry. Nigga built a whole goddamn fucking thing in Atlanta. You change the game for the next people come and you make it easier for them. It's what you do. I do think that he missed a couple people when he was on DJ Academics. Don't forget Master P, nigga. Master P changed the fucking game. So I think that it, it, would, it would be helpful now, Ak, if you were to single out the people that you're talking about like these guys did good. You don't want to make sweeping indictments, Ak. I do agree that them East Coast niggas fucked up and the West Coast niggas. West Coast niggas kind of got to it a little bit. You got to shout out Too Short, uh, E-40. Them niggas kind of had an independent mindset. But really, Master P really and the Down South niggas really showed how we're supposed to be getting money. And even worse, and that was still fucked up, but it was a big step from what New York niggas. New York niggas was signing for $30,000 in a Big Mac box. Let's keep it a bean. You New York niggas, all you niggas on the East Coast and your whole New York thing, you niggas had radio hits, you niggas had songs and all kind of shit, but you niggas was only getting $60,000 for 10 albums. You guys was signing 10 album deals for $60,000. Nigga, that 60000 was gone when you left the office, nigga. <laughs> it was gone when you left the office, nigga. So, yeah, you niggas, and, 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 and I'm sure you guys signed better deals than that. I know Ja Rule got some good deals and this and that, but I'm just saying, good Lord, you guys did not do with the game what you were supposed to do. You spent too much time competing. That's what I was trying to say you niggas spent so much time competing with each other not learning peeping game oh this is how leor does it okay this is how they do it at capital okay this is how tommy matola's working it okay we're, we're learning and then we go back to our neighborhood man you know this is what they're doing this is how many points they're offering you know this is how to drive the points up they're only doing this if me and you was to come together we can drive the price up they're not they're not playing chess they're playing checkers that's what Ak is saying you guys spent so much time playing checkers that you went 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's not only now to the young, the Kodak Blacks, and these young niggas are actually signing deals and actually reaping the rewards off their talent. So, and when 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 X says something like that, he's, he's being real. It's real. You know, as, much, as bad as I want to say these, when he's shouting out LL, I look up to LL. LL, he has a place in my heart. You know what I mean? The guys that he's talking about are the people that are, the artists that I grew up on, you know what I mean? These are my heroes when it comes to hip hop. So I take with a grain of salt saying this, but I agree with what Ak is saying. He's a hundred percent right. Um, I think that if LL was to get out of his feelings, if Ebro was to get out of his feelings, 
uh, Rappinport is just Rappinport, okay? Rap, Michael Rappinport is just Rappinport. But I think if the hip-hop cats were to sit back and look, they could say, yeah, we really squandered off this hip-hop thing. I mean, we don't even have a union. Do you understand? We don't have things in place to make sure that the artists that came for can draw money from the well. We don't have a union. We have no, all we have is these white record labels that are making money and they're passing it down to their kids, right? The creative directors, the presidents of these record labels, they're passing our royalties down to their children, our songs, our blood, sweat, and tears. And they've been doing it for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Like I said, you can even trail it all the way back to blues. You can go back 70 years to you having a certain group of white people who have profited and made family legacy changing um, money off hip hop, but the artists themselves aren't able to do this. That's, that's, that's because you guys aren't working together, just like basketball. See, people, when, when people say that, well, there's no black, you know, we need more black people owners, we need more black owners, that's how are you going to make that jump? I would like to see how that happens. I would like to see how do you make a jump? You got uh, how many teams is it in the NBA? What is it? 12 teams? What is it? 20 teams? 18, 15 teams? How do you get black team, black people to make the jump in ownership like that? That's a big jump. But see, the main thing is they keep us competing with one another. They keep us in that mind frame. It's about a mindset. So when you say the league, NFL, is 80% black, when you say the NBA is 80% black, but that's 80% of black people that are competing with one another, they're not thinking about working together collectively. Everything is about competition, even on my own team. The team and I'm talking about the team that I play for. If I play for the Lakers, I'm looking at the other black man who plays small forward. If I play small forward, I got to outdo him. Nothing about my job produces or um, encourages me to work with people that look like me. See, this is what I, it's a mindset, guys. It's a mindset. So that's why I think that if, so when you see, because they're, they're, they're throwing money to these athletes. I mean, they're throwing James Harden $300 million. If I throw James Harden $300 million, Nike gives LeBron a billion. KD comes in and gets another $200 million. Kyrie gets another $100 million. Okay? And then you can add another couple. We're almost dealing with a half a billion dollars, guys. We can go buy a stadium. I mean... I think the biggest thing that Ice Cube showed with his three, his league with the three-on-three, three, that, 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 that league that he had with the three-on-threes, I think the biggest thing that he showed is that it's not that hard. You guys, Ice Cube is a washed-up rapper. Ice Cube is a washed-up rapper from the fucking 90s. If he was able to do this with a group of washed-up basketball players from the 90s and get it to that point, Ice Cube got the three-on-three lead to the point of where it is where I'm talking about it, where people know what it is. If he could do that, what would LeBron? See, LeBron, you're engaging in movies, and that's great, but why would your focus be in movies? Why wouldn't you not be focused on buying out arenas and putting on some kind of athletic event that can show your power? Where someplace where basketball players can have an option to go and play. 
to be a, a competitor with the NBA. That was the biggest thing that they did. They got rid of that fucking ABA because they don't want that competition. What do you mean you can go over there? But now we should have a competition where these are black-owned teams. You have you have all the right to play for the NBA. We're not telling you not to play for the NBA. These are where the, the owners are black. These are where the GMs are black. These are where the presidents are black. The stadiums are being bought, rented, paid for by contracts of people that are coming out of the NBA. This is what you guys got to do. That's what it's not like people act like they're playing the NFL or the NBA is played on some magical ship that floats around in the air that we can't get to. They're just stadiums, guys. You just got to it takes money to turn on Madison Square Garden. I think it costs like five hundred thousand dollars for a night. Five hundred thousand dollars, a lot of money to me, but not to the people that throw two hundred thousand dollars in a strip club. You feel me? Not to the people who bet a hundred thousand dollars in a at a on a, in a casino. On a hand of blackjack, on a game, you know what I'm saying? That's it's nothing. It's nothing. It's a write-off if I do it the right way. So, uh, all in all, yeah, I have to agree with uh, DJ Academics. And it, like I said, it hurts me, it pains me, but it's not just um, hip-hop. It's all the games that we've played. We spend too much time playing. How in the hell have you guys played basketball for this long and you don't have any black owners? That's incredible. Michael Jordan got lucky. Thank God for Bob Johnson. Thank God Bob Johnson said, I'm selling this to Michael. Or else he wouldn't have that team. Michael didn't make nothing special about Michael. Thank God. You guys, that's crazy. You guys spend too much time playing. Same thing with hip-hop. You guys spend too much time playing, rapping, and tapping, and dancing. How many deals we see now? Come on. Let's get on Kanye West. This nigga showed up on the fucking, what show was that? Channel 4 nigga was looking like a goddamn painter, nigga. And all to say that Sway was right. When Sway told you, fam, you got money. Why do you not want to do it yourself? You don't have the answer, Sway. Yes, he did. The answer is do it yourself. The legwork. Stop spending so much time sleeping in your million dollar villa. Stop spending so much time having sex. Stop spending so much time playing around, making music in an art form that has surpassed you. You're old now. It's, music needs to be done with. You are in the fashion industry. So why are you not putting 100% of your money into this fashion industry? You're still borrowing from the gap. That's our thing. We keep treating these these white people with money like record labels. Give me an advance and then you take the risk and do all the work. Because I'm the talent. Fuck that talent, man. That's why they're trying to create robots. They're sick of humans with this talent thing. I'm talented, so put up with my bullshit and put up with my sporadic behavior. And No, fam. We're trying to run a business, Kanye. Why the fuck would I open up a Yeezy store if there's not a demand for Yeezys? I don't give a fuck that you're from Atlanta. How many people in Atlanta are picketing outside in front of a place saying we want to turn this into a Yeezy shop? Stop, Kanye. Nigga got on, t on TV looking like a goddamn painter, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with you, my nigga? But all to say Sway was right. Sway said do it yourself. But that's what all black people do. Sorry, not all black people. I don't like these sweeping indictments. 98% of black people that are rich and famous 
they got rich and famous, so they don't want to do work. They don't want to every day the, the work that it takes to make something run and to grow something and to have something be a part and connected to future endeavors. It's a lot of work, a lot of work, sleepless nights. It takes work and sweat, dedication. It, it's hard. They don't want to do this. They want to portray like they do on social media. And then once they hit that red button and they're no longer recording, they want to suck on some pussy, fuck on some pussy, fuck on some boy butt, do some cocaine, hop on their private boats. They just want to play. I see. That's what I see when I see rappers, when I see entertainers. You guys spend a lot of time playing. I can't think when I've seen Diddy, Jay-Z, Dr. Dre with hard hats on talking about we're redeveloping and trying to build a black town here. Serious work. Anything where it's like we're working here. Everything is playing and joking. Jay-Z's trying to lock up some fucking police officer. Oh, God, the work. When you look at where our efforts are spent, Puffy is trying to get caviar from being minced to chopped. These are the fights. That they're spending their time is Jay-Z's getting a police officer locked up. Puffy is saying caviar should be minced. And Dr. Dre is uh, Dr. Dre's putting everything into USC, a white institution. I mean, oh boy. But we'll turn around and we'll cry about what we can't do and how the tables are not right and they're not fair and things ain't fair. And boy, I tell you guys. But all in all, yeah, academics is right. Um, we squander. We've constantly squandered off things in this country. We've had so many opportunities. We've had, we've had opportunities to be free in this country. We've had opportunities to go back to Africa, build a nation. We just keep squandering and squandering. We've had all the opportunities. We had opportunities to have our black colleges be competitive with white colleges. But they say, hey, let's integrate. And we integrate. So black people in this country, we've had plenty of opportunities to make a move. We just don't make it because... We see white people as the boss, as better. And we stay in competition with each other in order for applause and approval from the people that we deem as better. This is the sickness. I'll kill you. I'll fight you. I'll dunk on you. I'll do anything to destroy you. But I can't do that when he comes in the room. No matter how angry, no matter how mad, no matter how violent I am towards you, my fellow black indigenous brother. When this white guy comes in the room, I get friendly. I get real, I get real different when he comes in. And then now we be looking at the niggas like, why can't you do that with us? Same thing like the black woman, right? When she like, nigga, you come home, you want to beat on me and you want to be all this mad guy walking around. But then you go to work and you, hey, boss, you can fake with him. Why don't you fake with me? So that's the thing. If we're really same thing, DJ Academics is asking black people. If you're really so stupid, you're not that stupid. You just you just stupid when you want to be. Jay Z, he he would never. He's not stupid. Look at all the brilliant things he's done with Champagne, and look at the brilliant things he's done with Rock Nation. Jay Z's a brilliant mind. He knows better than fucking around with a police officer. <laughs> he knows that his brain should be invested in different things. Why? That might not be it for us to know. Sean Puffy Combs is a brilliant mind. He knows that. Come on. So that's what DJ Academics is alluding to, LL and Ebro. You guys dropped the ball, man. You guys spent so much time rapping and beefing and 
trying to outdo one another that you guys spent little or no time meeting in private, coming up with a counter to what was being done to you. Def Jam. That should have been a black record label. How do you give, how does Lior Cohen have this power? That's what I want to know. How does Lior Cohen have that power? How do these white guys have this power in this business that you guys run? I don't, I don't get it. I'm confused. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Adoka cheats on Nia Long. Oh, yeah. God damn, man. This shit was crazy, wasn't it? Doka, nigga cheated. I know the world is ending now. Yeah, the fucking world is ending now, man. When Nia Long gets cheated on, nigga, the world is over. It's over, everybody. It's over. Get your popcorn. Yeah, take your picture. Go to the lake. Take a picture of the lake. Take a picture of the ocean. Take a picture of the sky, the birds. I think the planet is about some serious badly is about to happen. Nia Long cheated on. And it and it came out that this nigga was doing some wild shit too. Like at first when it came out, we kind of was on the brother's side, right? Stephen A. Smith, Matt Barnes. Wait a second, this nigga, these are just two people fucking. Now we don't, y'all. These two people just fucking. Grown people can fuck now. Yeah, yeah. Grown people have all the right in the world to fuck, and that's what this sounds like. These sounds like two people fucking. Once the thing started to unfold, Stephen A. Smith and Matt Barnes. Wait, oh, I'm, um, um, I'm gonna stay out of this. This nigga is on some wild shit. Damn, Adoka, that's some fucked up shit. Uh, so, yeah, Nia Long is, has moved in back with her mother. Yeah. <laughs> Nia Long moves back in with her mother. <laughs> that's what happens every time. Don't even, when we fuck up, they move in with their mamas, don't they? Or we move in with ours. God damn. Family broken up. I ain't talking about people's personal life. Like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time with that. That's a real situation where I don't want to just sit here and poke and tap dance. And that's... That's one of those situations where I just can't find any fun in what's going on. It's serious, you guys. That's all I can say. As the week, as this week unfolds, wait to the stories. Keep watching First Take. That's all I'm going to say. Keep continue to watch First Take, and you'll see what's happening with this Idoka story. Um, this is this is some wild shit, but yeah, you know. But it's not. I like one thing that they did bring up that is real. Stephen A. Smith said it, and uh, Matt Barnes said it. This is nothing new. This happens at every, not just. Um, uh, organizations and teams and entertainment, but just jobs. But at jobs, people fuck each other on the job. This is nothing new. So what is new is the details of this particular situation. That is new. Okay, the, I'm telling you now, the details that are about to fold, this is Monday. So as you go, watch First Take Today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. By the time Friday comes around, you'll be looking at this situation totally fucking different. Like, oh, my God, this nigga was out here wilding. He should have been on Nick Cannon's wilding out. This nigga was wilding. This nigga got caught with his drawers down. God damn, Adoka, shit. Oh, man. Adoka, don't get caught with your drawers down. Thank you, everybody, for rocking with the North Scar Podcast today. We had a great time, didn't we? God damn. Um, Don't get caught with your drawers down. Hey. I appreciate all my truckers out there. We had a great time, didn't we? Let's go. Uh, hey. Don't get caught with your drawers down. Fucking drawers down, man. Shout out to WAC 100. By the way, WAC... Wack, you better not get mad at me for no shit like this, nigga. I'm just having fun cracking jokes, nigga. You know I'd be, nigga. Like I say, there's certain situations where niggas can crack jokes. Hey, I'm telling you right now, if anybody ever gets a picture of me with my ass up in the air, tooted up. If you get a picture of me with my ass tooted up, 
nigga, if you get a picture of me and my thing is tooted up in the air, nigga, you niggas can crack jokes. Hey, nigga, I thought she was cool. I thought she wouldn't gonna put the picture out. She put the picture out. That's me. I'm slipping. I should have not been in that position with that bitch, literally. You know what I'm talking about? Literally. <laughs> Shout out to Big U. Uh, don't get caught with your drawers down. Hey, you know what? We got to get Big U in Minnesota, man. We got to get him to a Vikings game. I got a few uh, Republican friends. You know, I got my uh, my homeboy, Chris Masolia. I got a few other people in politics that sit in positions. Um, shouts out to John Thompson. Uh, yeah, we, we got to get Big U back here, man. This is I don't know what's going on, but he's been like banned from Minnesota for some bullshit. Some shit going back in the days when he had a Jerry Curl. And come on, man, he's a come on, man. We got to get Big U back. Come on. Don't get caught with your jaws down. Uh, shouts out to Big U, man. Y'all got to do better, man. Like I say, I understand my street niggas. I be hard on you niggas, but this is, comes from the black community. I don't poke fun of you at you guys for clickbait. I don't play around with you guys. I am truly disappointed in the direction that you've let the streets take on our community without at least being as vigorous and as mad at that energy, which is gang energy, as we would be against police. That's all. Police, we got upset with you guys because you're hurting us. You're harming us. But then we somehow let these other this other entity known as gang life and gang mentality do the same thing or even worse. And we stay silent. I don't like that. But other than that, I'm going to do my best to try to, you know, keep an open door when it comes to my brothers that comes from the streets and shit and not be such a closed door policy when it comes to them. Um, I stand firm in what I say. I say what I mean. But I'm always going to be willing to have dialogue back and forth um, when it comes to my brothers out there. Thank you for rocking with the North Star Podcast today. Like I said, every Monday, every Monday, you can lock it in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and run this thing up for the winter. Hopefully, by this time next summer, um, I'll be able to just be living off my podcast. You know, I'll be able to drop my episodes and just that that be what it is. Don't forget to share this, too, to your people out there. Like I said, if you got somebody that likes podcasts or if they like um, edgy shit, you know that you know your friends, your family members that like that little edgy shit. Kid falling down the stairs, they're gonna laugh. Well, share the North Star podcast with them. If they would laugh at an old lady falling down the stairs, they're gonna laugh at my podcast too. That means they got a real sense of humor. Some shit's just funny. I can give a fuck, nigga. This shit was funny. I'm peeling to the other shit. Was it funny or not? If it wasn't funny, then I peel into the other shit. But as long as I got a good laugh out of it, we can move on to the next subject. Ah, uh, this is Simba Ali. Don't forget that common sense is the best form of currency. Why? Because it can be spent and used anywhere. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me on this Monday. I will see you guys next Monday. We out.